Episode 40 of Keeping It 200. Tavon Jameson, myself, back for a Suns Milwaukee Bucks game two post game. Mm-hmm. And it feels like a really good night, Tavon, because you know what's really weird tonight, Tavon? All we got to do be is a cover. Short, it's about to be a short one. <laughs> exactly, because we cover it. All we're covering is an NBA game and one division. I feel like we're actually yeah. getting a big breath. Like, can you believe that? I didn't ever think that we were ever going to get a big breath like this. I mean, because, I mean, and shout out to the um, Phoenix Suns. They are up now 2 Um yep. They won this game 118-108. I've, I've literally been in the green room watching this with, like, a whole bunch of people. Um, Trey um, even came in um, himself. Uh, he, he came in as soon as I was leaving to get ready to film the show. Um, but definitely, man, this is – I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks, they're now down two games to nothing. Giannis Adenokounmpo, 15 to 22, 42 points on on 12 rebounds, 11 of 18 shooting. And, you know, now we've got, you know, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday had a really bad game, and so did Chris Middleton. Both the backcourt for the Milwaukee Bucks only combined for 12 of 43 in this game, Tavon. That is not good basketball on 26 Mm. points. Um and I, and I will say this here, Drew Holiday took way too many shots. He was 7 of 21. He was already 3 of 15 in the first half. Um, and the Phoenix Suns, they came out, and they did everything that they needed to do. They had three players in 20-plus scoring. Mikael Bridges had a career night, 8 of 15, 3 of 9 from 3, 27.7 rebounds. Uh, you had Jay Crowder, 11 and 10. That's a double-double. You had DeAndre Ayton, 10 and 11 on 4 of 10. Uh, Devin Booker, 31 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. Chris Paul, 23 points, uh, 8 assists, 4 rebounds, 10 of 20 shooting. Perfect clip. Um, and the and it's, and the Suns were shooting better than than the Bucks, uh, 40, 49% to the 45%. Suns had 23s in this game, Tavon. The Bucks do not have no 3-point defense. Um, and what was even messed up about this game, Tavon, is the first quarter – was the Bucks up 29-26. Hmm. And the Bucks had 20 points in the paint. Phoenix had zero. And then you get to the second quarter, the Bucks are outscored in the paint 14-6. to And then they're down um, literally in the, in, the, in the end of the second quarter, 56-45. to um, 45. And it was just like, why, is the Milwaukee, why didn't the Milwaukee Bucks keep the system that they had going in the first quarter, just giving the ball in the paint... Instead, they just quit that system because they thought that it wasn't working. In fact, it was going to work, and they didn't. And then, and then, of course, it was already too late by the time they tried to get that system back in place. Um, yeah. What did you think of the game two game tonight for um, Milwaukee? Hmm. 
I'll say that it was a game that Milwaukee had in the first quarter, and they just let it get away from them. I mean, yeah, pretty much. They did, and Milwaukee had this game literally – I thought the system was perfect in the first quarter. I didn't think Drew Holiday's shooting was good, but if they kept just driving the ball in the paint, this would have worked. And the Bucks didn't go to that system. And, you know, hey, shout-out to Devin Booker. Devin Booker did not start this game off good at all. The first quarter, Booker was 2 of 8, 6 points. Second quarter, Booker is 2 of 4. And then the third quarter, he's, you know, he's back to just being the deep book, 5 of 9 and then in the fourth quarter, Devin Booker, he's three of four. And they let Devin Booker get warmed up. They let Mikhail Mikhail Bridges outplayed Chris Middleton in this game. He he no question played outplayed him in this game, um uh game two. Um I, I honestly felt like and everyone's gonna say it was Chris Middleton that was the one that had the bad game, but I thought it was Drew Holiday, because Holiday was three of fifteen in this first half. Holiday was trying to take contested threes, contested jumpers. And that's not Drew Holiday's game. Drew Holiday's game is literally playing in the paint, and Drew Holiday was not doing that. Defensively, he looked exhausted, which is why Chris Paul and Devin Booker were having the games that they were. Because, you know, by that by the by the end of the second quarter, I just knew Holiday was not going to be able to stop Devin Booker. And it was it's definitely a game right there. Of course, game three is going to be played in two nights away. That's two sleeps away, forty-eight hours away. They're gonna be playing Saturday. Saturday, Tavon, it's game three. It's going to be in the Pfizer Forum Arena in Milwaukee. The Bucks are now down two games to nothing. The Bucks need to win this game or else they're going down 3-0. And there have been only three teams in NBA history to ever come back from being down 2-0. The last team to do it was the 2006 Miami Heat, and they were down 2 nothing after being blown out by 30 or more to the Dallas mm-hmm. Mavericks. So, um, And the other, only, other time it was done... 1993. So, uh, mm. not, not going to be, uh, I don't think that this is uh, what people are expecting. Um, but um, who do you got in game three, Tavon? Do you think the Bucks can maybe go ahead and get a victory at home, or do you think it's too little too late? Sure. They can get um, a win in game three because they pretty much had it in the first quarter of this game. And but they had it, but it was taken from them. So with the, yeah, with the help of their home crowd, um, it's best to believe that, yeah, the Bucks will probably win game three. Agreed. Um, and I hope, and hopefully the Bucks do win game three. I'm saying the Bucks are going to win game three, but I think it's going to be a very close game. Giannis Adenokounmpo did have a great game. He did have uh, the best game he could. Free throw shooting was way better than what it was. To, uh, you know, he he played really good. He kept Milwaukee in this game. Milwaukee was going to be down by close to 20 to start the third quarter, but Giannis was the reason that they even kept this game close in the second half that they did. And you know, if Drew Holiday or Chris Milton just steps up and just shoots better, they are actually going to be able to win this game because you know, despite Phoenix having three players in 20 plus, Phoenix did struggle out the gate in the first quarter. You know, and you know they were letting Milwaukee try to get comebacks, but they but they stopped it. So, so I'm definitely rooting. So I'm definitely rooting for the Bucks. You don't want a clean sweep. You don't want that in the um, NBA Finals and everything. So, so that's why we definitely, it definitely, hopefully they get better. Um, 
Going to get into a little bit of wrestling news because there's really not much really to get into. Of course, AEW Dynamite last night. It is down 1.4% from last week. They averaged 871,000 viewers. Uh-huh. 18 to 49 is down 18, uh, 8.6% from last week. Um, but it, they still did 871,000 viewers. 0.33 rating in 18:49. The only competition they had last night was um, the NHL game, um, and of course the NHL game was the game where the um, where if um, we're not mistaken, it was um, the Lightning that won. Yeah, the Lightning did win. So um, yeah, yeah, no question, no question. Um, they were going to get affected by that. Um, and the 18:34 demo was you know just a 0.09, which may be the lowest Dynamite's ever done on a Wednesday in that category. Which is actually really shocking when you think about it. But AEW was a great show last night, so I, I'm not going to give a bad credit there. They the rating is it's just a rating. I, I, yeah, I, I mean they that. tried to make it a great show. I mean it is the first show for the fans to be fully back. But and then and again, you had a surprise I mean, guest. Hmm? And you had the surprise guest of Alistair. Oh Park. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then of course we're going to get into some NXT UK. Um, Tavon, did you see this show today? Um, I saw the middle of it. I missed the, um, I missed the Nathan Frazier, um, Nathan Frazier, Frazier, um, Kenny Williams match, but I saw the rest. Okay. I saw the Nathan Frazier, Kenny Williams match, and I did not see the Mark Andrews, Lewis Howie match. I did see Blair Devonport, and the main event I did see of Trent Seven and he did it. So um, we're going to take it from here. Uh, Kenny Williams, Nathan Frazier. This was a very good opener to NXT UK. It was nine minutes they got. Um, Williams um, worked over Frazier's arm early in this match, but Frazier eventually countered and it repaid the favor. And, and this was a really good match. They, do, they went outside the ring. Williams took Frazier's knees out and worked on that for a while. Uh, Frazier went for a springboard move, but his knee buckled. They went back and forth, and then, of course, Kenny Williams then hit the headlock driver for the victory after um, Williams was on the apron, removed the padding from a trunbuckle, and Fraser's head, you know, hit it um, accidentally. So, to me, it was a decent match, but I feel like their matches are going to get better. This this was just a decent WWE match. Basically, basically I would compare it to the John Morrison-Ricochet matches. They're not great, but they're just decent matches. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we had a video recap. Jordan Devlin's win over A-Kid last week in the gruesome submission that Devlin used to score the victory, which, if you did not see it, they just kept repeating that thing all week. So, like, I was like, man, that's fucked up right there. Um, <laughs> and then Rampage Brown and Joe Coffey went into Sid Scala's office and agreed to talk privately. I was like... How does Sid Scala have an office, Tavon, and he's still the <laughs> assistant to the general manager? I'm like, should he be the damn general manager about that? I, I don't know. Well, where's Johnny Saint? <laughs> exactly. Well, well I, I know why they don't use Johnny Saint because they're so afraid that he might get COVID and he's over 70. That's why they won't let him back in the building. They're uh, waiting until like, they get fans back, but they could at least do what they did with William Regal when he was at home. Just put an iPad right in front of them, and Saint, and Saint, and Saint knows his lines. Like uh, a video, and then we had a video looked at the feud between the NXT Women's Champ, um, NXT UK Women's Champion, Mika Satomura, and Emil. Emil said she's been overlooked all of her life, and it will not happen anymore. 
Um, I thought this was all right, but I was, but I really wanted Nina Samuels. I'm just like, like I know that she's gonna lose can make us. So I'm not as worried. Um, and then Mark Andrews pinned Lewis Howie. And this was a nine minute match. Tavon, what did you think of this match? Uh, it it was it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. Well, well, of course, I know Andrews won, so him and Flash Morgan Webster get a future NXT UK Tag Team Championship match against Pretty Deadly. And then we had Jack Stars um, receive a pep talk from Dave Massif at the NXT, at the NXT UK Performance Center. Massif said if anybody can, came through to NXT and was looking to prove themselves, they had to go through Stars. Massive said that that was a hell of a spot to be in. Tyler Bates said if Mark Coffey wanted a match, all he had to do was ask. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the Tyler Bates-Mark Coffey match. I just think the build of it has been very weird because, no offense, you slapped Tyler Bates and you had Wolfie with you. And then you got out <laughs> the ring. And I'm like, like really? Like, you could have beaten up Tyler Bates. Hey, kid wasn't. Like, that's hard to help. Like, so then we had Blair Devonport. She actually made her debut. That's the former B Priestley. She mm-hmm. defeated Laura Demento in three minutes and 14 seconds. I thought this was a really good showcase for B Priestley. Um, and this will probably be the last time B Priestley is going to be, like, able to, like, win, like, a squash match like this here definitively. Because, of course, now she's going to have more competitive matches as her weeks go along in NXT UK. So, so I actually didn't mind it. Um, she then she hit a V trigger for a dominant victory. She actually did the Kenny Omega V trigger. I thought that's pretty <laughs> cute. Um, and then after the match, she cut a promo and said she was going to put the women's roster on notice. So, and then we had a video air where Jenny talked about uh, Albert, um, Avery um, Valkyrie. She said Valkyrie tried to be a mystery, but was beaten by Mekasar Mora. And once Valkyrie cracked, Jenny would be able to get psychic and destroy her. She called Valkyrie a little girl playing dress up and told her she would not survive. Jenny delivered a choice. She had a great choice of words and delivered top notch. Yeah. I like Jenny. I like Jenny. Jenny cuts great promos in this company. Um, and I think she's a very underrated piece. You know, I actually would not mind seeing her on NXT someday. Uh, I don't know if they'll yeah. bring her up, but but definitely. And, and then we had um, Tealman and Raja um, Ray. They sat at a dinner table. Raja thanked Tealman for taking care of him and his family. Tealman said that he was impressed when Raja had not given up in their match. They will face Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith in a tag team match next week. And Tailman said it was Raju's time to protect the family. Raju said he would be forever loyal to Tailman. This is really weird, Tailman. Yeah, really, really weird. I'm, I, I usually, usually like now, like it feels like they're trying to do like one WWE thing on the show now. And this is like the weird part. This was like to me, this would have worked better if this was like Jinder Mahal and his guys. But NXT UK is so serious as a show. That I don't know how I like this. I thought I, I hopefully this maybe turns out good, but it, it felt kind of a little weird. And then on NXT UK in two weeks, the NXT UK champion Walter and Ilya Dragunov will face off in a rematch. So this will be awesome. There there will be an in ring press conference with Dragunov and Walter next week. So I am super ready for two weeks on NXT UK. Um, we had Trent Seven defeat Any Dennis. I thought this was a really good match. I really did. Uh, Eddie Dennis works. Here's the thing about Eddie Dennis. I, I think he doesn't get credit for being a great worker because he doesn't look like the wrestler that people would like from him. I, like, I know he's very skinny, but he actually does a lot of great things in the ring. And Trent Seven has lost so much weight that Seven looks even more better 
with age that goes on because seven's like over like seven's almost forty years old. So seven Oof. works as like like great, great matches. And then uh, and I mean he's I mean he's doing like literally like dives wiping out any dentist. But he ate a lariat by Dennis seconds later. Um, and I thought this match was just really good. Of course, Seven had Dennis um, for the burning hammer. But Dennis was able to escape. Um, Primate and T-Bone then made their way out as Dennis hoisted Seven on the top. But Dennis ended up receiving a top rope Emerald Frost in by Seven. T-Bone got Dennis's foot on the rope and then pulled Dennis to ringside. Seven hit a dive on everyone. Back in the ring, Primate distracted Seven. Allowing Dennis to get the roll up, um, um, to roll up seven for a near fall. Then seven, then hit the burning hammer for the victory. Primate and T Bone then attacks um, Trent Seven right away. They beat him down until Tyler Bate ran out and made the save. Mustache Mountain cleaned house and then hit an assisted power bomb on Dennis. Bate pulled a pair of nunchucks from his pants and performed with them. Um, and Primate got back in the ring and got hit with a weapon, <laughs> then sending Cybosis <laughs> um, packing for the time being. So, uh, hey, hey, we're going to actually now be getting, um, we're actually going to finally now be getting um, a Mustache Mountain now in tag team action. We're actually going to finally be getting them on NXT UK. They're going to be taking on Primate and um, T-Bone. Um, Primate mm-hmm. and um, T-Bone, uh, I mean, they're actually going to have a good match with um, Mustache Mountain, so I'm not worried. Hey, what's going on, Ash? Hey, what's going on? Oh, hey, what's much, up, man? Ash? How you doing? I, 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 oh, good, man. Uh, I, I, how's your week been so far? It's been good. Been good. I've been watching. Just finished watching the game not too long ago. Def- definitely, we just um, we just got done covering game two of the finals. Um, what do you think that Milwaukee's going to be able to win game three? Uh, I don't. I mean, they have to. I, I think they could, but Giannis played his like best game, and and they still lost by ten. They did, but that was because Drew Holiday was seven of twenty one. You had yeah. Chris Middleton five of sixteen. They you have, know, yeah, and PJ Tucker started out the game really early. He had seven points in the first quarter. They scored twenty points in the paint in that first quarter, and then they just gave up on that system for some reason. I thought that they should have kept going to PJ Tucker more. Because PJ Tucker had a great first quarter, and then they just yeah. they just let him just they just let his like his um, momentum just die quickly, and I was just like, how how are we really letting that happen, you know? Um, but shout out to but sh- hey, shout out to um, shout out definitely to the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker, I mean, he started off the game really bad, two of eight, but then Ash, you saw Devin Booker came yeah. through in that second half. Um, um, and and, and hey, hey, Ash, I've got to ask you this here, and Tavon, um, you too. Who who do you think is now looking like the NBA Finals MVP favorite right now? I would have to say Chris Paul. Yeah, I'm gonna say CP3. Yeah, because he he yeah, had a monster one. Exactly, and Chris Paul does look like the MVP favorite now to me more and more. Um, but and Giannis did have that great game tonight. I will admit Giannis did, but it was just like. If he didn't have the great game, I, I think the Milwaukee Bucks are losing by way more. Oh yeah, but but but, but hey, I get. But hey, I definitely give them credit. They were definitely playing. They definitely played the best games they could. They they definitely did. You know, um, I thought that I thought they were going to be down by twenty at the end of the third quarter because the way it was going, it just looked like really bad for Milwaukee because they because they really were not getting no shooting outside of Giannis, and it was just like, are the Bucks ever going to step up or like make any shots and 
Um, definitely though. But hey, give credit to them. Um, hey, Phoenix, Phoenix just—I mean, Phoenix is now up two nothing, man. They're getting ready to go up three nothing. Um, I mean, maybe they—they they might be going up three nothing. Yeah. Of course, the Orlando Magic now are going to—they've already found their next head coach. They are um, going to be hiring the Dallas Mavericks top assistant Jamal Mosley. Um, he will more than likely become the Dallas. Um, he'll more likely become the Orlando Magic's next head coach. Um, he's 42 years old. Um, he's replacing Steve Clifford of the um, Orlando Magic that we usually part ways with. And you know the Magic search process has just—it's either going to be Mosley or the Denver Nuggets assistant West Unsell Jr., who then emerged as like the top favorite for the Washington Wizards job. Um, how do you guys feel about Mosley um, becoming now um, the new Orlando Magic coach? Uh, he's got—he's had some runs in Cleveland from 2010 to 2014, and he was also um, under George Carl in Denver um, for the Carmelo Anthony years of 2005 to 2010. It, it, should, it should be good, I guess. I, I definitely think – I think it should work out better, but Orlando to me is so weird right now. I mean, they've got two lottery picks – in this draft, they got seven, and they've got the fourteenth pick. Um, if I'm not mistaken, or no, they got the five through eight. Sorry, I'm just thinking seven, fourteen Warriors. But and they have the young core players. They've got Cole Anthony, they've got Mo Bamba, they've got Wendell Carter Jr. Um, they've got Markel Folks and Jonathan Isaac coming back from injury. I just don't know where I think this Orlando Magic team is. I feel like this is Orlando Magic team that's still rebuilding, and they don't know when the hell to stop rebuilding. So. Ash, what do you think about this um, choice? I think it should help them because they, they have a new face. And, yeah, they're, they're in rebuild mode for so many years. But <laughs> I think um, it should be pretty good for them. It definitely should. Um, Steph Curry um, said that he had no regrets at um, not joining the Team USA this year. Of course, Steph Curry, you know, like other NBA players, you know, just didn't um, want to just take the summer off, and I can't blame him for that. James Harden was stopped by police in Paris after police smelled cannibalists in his car. He was not arrested, Oof. but he yeah, was I heard. Sent, but but man, whoa, that was that's pretty crazy right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got some pretty crazy stuff. I mean. Um, thank goodness the police are nice in France. I mean, that's all I can say. Um, <laughs> that's all I can really say. I'm like, I'm trying to think of something good. I'm like, man, they could have arrested his ass on that one. They really could have. <laughs> um, hey, Ash, I wanted to ask you this here. Um, the UFC 263 is this weekend, and the main event is, of course, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. Who do you think is walking away in that main event as the winner? Conor McGregor, or do you think... It's Dustin the time to um, officially make sure where Connor's not elite no more. Uh-huh. This this should be an interesting fight. Um, I think I think Connor might win this one. Something's yeah, I, I might win. Well, Connor McGregor was on. He was talking to Stephen A. Smith today. He said that he the reason he did not take Dustin Poirier seriously. He said he let um he said he's just let cockiness get the best of him and. He says that he's going to beat Dustin. Of course, tonight was the UFC weigh-in and everything like that. So Connor and Dustin were going exchanging. Um, they were exchanging a verbal amount of words. Um, 
of course, the winner of this main event is going to face Charles Oliveira at some point yeah. down the road for the UFC lightweight championship. That was Khabib's. Um, and, of course, our co-main event is Gilbert Burns, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. And I, I, I said that if Gilbert Burns wins, he should still be looked at as the third best welterweight, but... There are people that are just not believing in that. So, but but it should be a great UFC 264 card this coming. Um, it should definitely be a great card Saturday. Definitely should be. Uh, hey, uh, Ash, I was going to ask you: Are you planning on seeing the new Space Jam movie? Um, I, I might watch it. Hmm. Well, I, I, and I know that um, I'm definitely definitely looking forward to that movie. Now that movie's coming out. In now seven days, just one week away. So next Friday, we're going to be literally being able to watch Space Jam on HBO Max or in theaters, whichever anybody prefers. You know, um, if, mm-hmm. if you had to pick, if you had to pick, where would you see this movie, Tavon? In the theaters, or would you see it on HBO Max? Um, I think I would probably see it at the movies. Movies, yeah. I, I would love to see it at the movies. I definitely would because yeah. it, it, it it feels like. To me, movies feel like going back in with like a crowd. Like, like, like it's not a, it's not like the wrestling event. It's not a WWE event or anything, but it's still an event, and it is probably the biggest movie of the summer. Agreed, because I doubt that Ash. I doubt that you really wanted to see Fast and the Furious Nine, did you? I, I did. I actually did see it in the movies. I did see too, but I didn't. I didn't think it was the summer movie of the year. I've not said that. Um, but uh, Tavon was the only one that did not see Fast and the Furious Nine for some reason. He was the only one. Um, T- T- Tavon, uh, Tavon, have you decided if you wanted to see Fast and the Furious Nine or no? Mm, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't kind of blame him, man. I enjoyed. It. I enjoyed it too. If you ignore all the physics about having the cars be like Avengers yeah. mixed with Transformers, and 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 if you ignore why John Cena has never been in any of these Fast and the Furious movies, but for some reason he's Dom's brother all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good movie to watch and if um different side of him. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, but I mean, Ash, are you ready for Fast and the Furious Ten, or do you think they need to stop making these? <laughs> You know they are going to make it. I'm just saying, oh, bring it on. Bring 10 on. Oh, man. No. No, man. No. We don't need 10. They're going to break that shit part in like two parts now. You know that. So, no, I'm not ready for a Fast and the Furious 10. We've already seen so many of them. Quit that. No. Let's, let's quit that stuff right now, man. Oh, man. Um, And then, of course, tomorrow night is Friday Night SmackDown. Um. Tavon, you and I will be off, and we'll review that show Saturday um, yeah. with the sixth episode review of One Division, which we're about to get into for episode five to close out this show with our 200 moment and more. But um, Friday Night SmackDown tomorrow night should technically be a good show. Of course, Monday we're not reviewing Raw. We're um, probably going to be reviewing all three shows Wednesday, um, more than likely, or, or 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 we'll probably just review two shows Tuesday and then. One show Wednesday, but I, I haven't decided on what I want to do yet with that. But but I know the Raw show is taped, and this is the final SmackDown live in the Thunderdome. Next week, SmackDown is back to being in front of fans. How how you guys um are you guys uh, ready to enjoy this last SmackDown Thunderdome, or are we already skipping ahead to where we get fans back? I'm ready for the fans. Me too. Me too. This yeah, I feel like they're not too. even gonna try on. I, I feel like they're not even gonna try on this Thunderdome show tomorrow night. 
I, yeah. I got that feel. I got they're that just feeling gonna like wing it, I think. And exactly, exactly, and, and I wait. think Roman won't even be on that show because because I know Roman's gonna be on the show where they got the fans back in Texas because yeah. that's like they go home to Money in the Bank. So of course they're gonna have Roman Reigns on that entire show the entire night because he's the number one draw. But I don't think that he's gonna have, be on the show for the Thunderdome show. And then you know the Raw show's already taped. The Raw show was already um, they take that show um, Tuesday night. So they've already have that show ready for us and everything. Um, and Monday Night Raw should technically be good, not this coming week, but next week when we have fans back after Money in the Bank. It should technically start being yeah. a good show to where we can at least start saying the three hours are not a drag. Is Keith Lee gonna come back that that Monday? Oh man, I hope so. Well, well hope. Keith, well, we need well, Keith something. Lee, well, Keith Lee has said that you know, hey. Don't give up on me," he said. He said, he said yeah. "I'm still with the company." He had to sit out a tweet today saying that he's still with WWE. I mean, um, and Killian Dame, you know, came out today too in a podcast and said that um, the NXT locker room was watching AEW side by side oh, on wow. those Wednesdays. So I, I don't know why Dame said that, but <laughs> they, 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 but, but I kind of figured that I knew some were watching NXT. Um, I knew I some mean, people with most um. Because the, some of them are WWE are friends with yeah, those so. in AEW, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Britt Baker even said that Adam Cole watched her um, match live on that Dynamite um, with Thunder Rosa, the, the match that was hmm. um, considered that match is considered the best American women's match ever. Uh, like, the lights out. Adam Cole said that she did so awesome in that. So, so of course, they're definitely um, watching it. I, I wouldn't have said that. I felt like that's something that you just should just keep in the locker room. But but to then say the NXT locker room was watching it, I'm like, man. I'm like, I would have never said that. But, I mean, hey, definitely. But, of course, we're now getting into the fifth episode of WandaVision. It's, it's five episodes. We're now halfway through, Tavon, you and I. Um, yep. It's called a very special episode. <laughs> I thought episode four was a very special episode because Ash, we did the show last night, and Tavon actually realized why I'm in love with Cat Diddingsies. It took him forever to realize it, but <laughs> I think he finally realized. Okay, yeah, now I see why. Um, and this show is very awesome too, in, in in its way. Like because me and Tavon were comparing this to Raw and saying how it's already way better than Raw. Because the acting is not fake. It's yeah. literally everything makes sense for the right reasons. And and then we also question the realm of physics of how Captain Monica Rambo can literally get hit with two fireballs and still come out breathing. But um definitely though, so now so now we've got the fifth episode now. And of course this episode is now more now in the day. So of course so of course they start off hey. with Vision and Wanda like now holding the children and everything, and to me, I feel like now I'm, it's like it, it's getting a little weirder now, as I would say, because because you think about it, like now, like now these kids are like they're babies, and then by the time you get to like the next part, they <clears throat> automatically grow up, and now they're like <laughs> ten years old, and that's like the weirdest shit ever. <laughs> because because I'm like because because like for some and then Agnes is now coming in and now being all 80s retro now as is, um she's like so 80s now reference now and it's like crazy as hell how she's like how she's like 80s reference all of a sudden <laughs> so so of course Agnes comes in 
And it's the, it's the funniest thing. I, I find it weird how Agnes just comes into the building like she already owns this house and stuff. And it's just like, how the hell do you come in this place and you and you own this house? And she says she's on her way to Jazzercise. <laughs> like, what the hell is Jazzercise? So, um, and then she says she heard two um, screaming rugrats. And then they said, who told you? <laughs> said, my ears. And Wanda looks like terrible now, but I guess that's what happens when you have kids. Like you're gonna like lose <laughs> vision. On the other hand, looks like he's been losing weight and everything. I'm like, how are you losing weight? And Wanda looks bad. And, and then they start crying. I don't know. Maybe maybe Wanda's not wearing <laughs> good enough clothes. I guess. Yeah, but it's like the hair too. You know, like Vision's like coming out just looking all like perfect and everything. And then the first thing Agnes does is like Agnes sprays a little lavender perfume in the building she said ralph sprays it on me every night but there's no taming this tiger <laughs> i'm like you, you're kidding me right like we're not even doing pg stuff no more um and then and yeah she was said, literally twerking at one point exactly and then and then fish is like wanda i don't want her around my kids and wanda said don't blame her she has a high libido i'm like you're really defending your friend for being horny i'm like okay so and then agnes literally just opens up liquor and then she says, oh, it's not for me, it's for the twins. What kind of babysitter do you think <laughs> Vision's so scared. I can't play Vision no more at this point. Like, And then and then she said, Vision, the boys haven't slept in days. You and I need a break. And Agnes is just being neighborly. That's all. And Vision, and then, and then of course, the crying stops. And the kids have now turned into, like, 10-year-olds, basically. And, the, and, uh, and it's, it's like the weirdest shit ever. So, like, by the time of the ninth episode, are they going to be, like, 25 and shit like that? Because I'm, cause I'm kind of, like, I'm kind of, like, a little weirded out. And then Agnes doesn't even notice these kids just grew up. She's literally just what? drinking liquor. That's what's funny about the whole thing. <laughs> I think Agnes was so drunk throughout the whole thing. I don't think she even noticed any of this. So I'm just like, how the hell do you not notice, like, these kids just grew up right in front of you? And I'm like, huh. So then... We have, like, the opening segment. It's it's another show that I can't think of. It's not Home Improvement, but it's, I was, like... A, I mean, the theme song, I couldn't think of it, but the way they did it, the visuals, it almost looked like Full House. It, exactly. That's what I was thinking of, too. But it's, like, not Full House. It was another show as well. It, it's like... A, it's like, it's like a, now we're in the 80s, officially. We're now in the 80s. They show, like everybody's they show everybody's pictures they show wanda as a kid they show vision as a kid they show wanda as a teenager vision as a teenager and everything like that um vision as a kid was ugly i'm sorry he really was <laughs> like he, he like vision really was like an ugly kid man like are you, are you serious man you really that ugly as a kid bro like like i was wrong. like like i know the grinch was made fun of but you're telling me Vision wasn't made fun of like I'm sorry. And then, and then the kids don't look anything alike. When you look at them like officially in pictures, they don't look anything alike, and they don't even have last names. They're just called Tommy and Billy. That's it. They're not. They don't have a last name. Like, and then my other. And then the other question is, how did they even get like three or four baby pictures? Like, because when we saw they were babies, and now that all of a sudden they're like bigger kids and everything. So I'm like, huh. So of course. Captain Monica Rambeau, we get into this show now, like, 
And at the eight-minute mark, she's basically in the hospital and stuff. Think about everything that's happened. But then, but then we realize it's not a hospital. It's the same tent. They just made a hospital out of the whole camping ground. I'm like, how the hell did this happen? I'm like, like I told you this place looked like a prison, Tavon, and really it is a prison. So then, of course, James said, Wanda, how you feel? He's like, oh, great to have you back. And then, of course, Darcy handed her, like, her clothes back and everything. And, um, of course, Darcy was the one that discovered her. And then Darcy said, oh, Monica, I'm a big fan. Like, how the hell are you a big fan? Like, she'd be a big fan of you. You're the one that saved her. Like, so then, of course, the doctor's, like, telling um, Monica that they need another blood sample. And Monica said that she was not going to do another blood sample. Um, the reason why is because she doesn't have any blood cells now remaining because all of her blood cells were lost when she went back into the Big Bang. So essentially, she's not human technically because because usually whenever they draw blood, Tavon, you're able to see if you have low white cell counts or anything of that nature or you have high diabetes, high blood pressure. But when you can't even think of any high blood pressure or nothing, then there's a big issue. So everyone mm. starts going back into Wanda's lifetime. They start um, revisiting where she was from, her place in Slovakia blowing up, her brother dying. Captain Haywood's like now like really mad at James E. Wu for some reason, which I don't understand why. I'm like, I'm like, why are you mad at this? And then he doesn't even call James. He calls and he said, backs off, Jimmy. He's, he's, like, he's like, do you know if Wanda has a maximum analysis like, <laughs> and and then Captain Haywood does like make it like apparent that like wasn't she a part of the Avengers and didn't she leave the Avengers and yeah, it actually exactly. is true yeah because she didn't leave the Avengers the only reason she came back was she wanted to kill Thanos and of course she never did kill Thanos she didn't even come close to killing him um so then um so so then Darcy and James are starting to go they said James is a he said terrorist he said. Wanda is a terrorist threat. And then Monica starts saying that she's not trying to be a terrorist. And uh, and then Captain K was like saying, okay, well, do you know what she wants then? Because – and then, of course, they have video footage at the S.W.O.R.D. headquarters, which I'm surprised they took this long to find out this much footage. Like, no offense, Tavon. If someone breaks into your house, you're going to notice if something's missing or broken. <laughs> These people at S.W.O.R.D., let this woman break in nine days ago. Yep. Steal a legit human or set the sword body that was made, that was broken into already 80,000 pieces. And it took you nine days to figure this out. (laughs) I'm like, do you guys have bad cameras or like what? Like, that's scary. What about the guy that was like, Mad at Captain Monica Rambo for using a card, but he wasn't stopping nothing. Like literally, she just just took a fireball, went through the door, and no one didn't even stop her. I'm like, okay, great. None of you guys can do your job, so so now you think you can stop this crazy woman now? Okay, great. So we get the kids back now. Um, so now, of course, we got the kids now in there, and the kids are doing something in this sink. I'm like, what the hell are these kids doing? And then Wanda comes in, and you hear this dog like whine or bark, and this, and like it's a dog. They 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 put this dog underneath all this soap water. I'm like, how did this dog 
like literally not how was this dog able to breathe like like this dog was this poor dog had to have been like at least like coughing under this soap or something <laughs> and then of course they asked they of course they asked their mother Wanda could they keep the dog and they said dogs need food exercise belly rubs cuddles and then <laughs> Wanda decides okay we're gonna keep the dog and then, and then, Vision, and then Vision all of a sudden he said good morning unfamiliar wet animal he said who's this like they said we're not quite sure and she said why so for he's like oh it's just a precaution really I had a hunch someone might pop over so then it, so it does it's Agnes again he said he said with the item that we required so they got a dog house and then they asked, how about, so what are we going to name the dog? How about Sniffy? <laughs> and then the dog nearly <laughs> gets electrocuted. And they said, how about Sparky? Like, you assholes just let this dog literally get ele- electrocuted itself. And then, <laughs> why did you use her magic right in front of Agnes and everything? And, and, and Vigil was like, you didn't even, like, hide your powers. He said, that's not what we agreed upon. He said, you made no efforts to conceal your abilities. <laughs> Wanda said, I'm tired of hiding. Like, okay, like, so what about that time y'all let Mr. Hart choke for five minutes? Y'all didn't, y'all didn't mind hiding that? So I was just like, I said, y'all some weirdos when it comes to, like, hiding y'all abilities or something, man. So then Vision's like, what the hell aren't you telling me? And then the kid said, so Sparky, our dog dad? And then Vision's like, uh... She, she said, boys, I think your father and I don't think you're ready. She said to take care of Apple until you're properly at least 10. And then these kids go up to 10 on purpose. Like, like you <laughs> kids did that shit on purpose. And then when they get 10, they really don't look like each other anymore. I'm like, you kids don't look 10 at all anymore. I'm like, you kids don't even look – you don't even look like each other now. Now it's clearly obvious. Either Wanda was sleeping with someone else or these kids really mm. um, don't have the DNA that they're supposed to be having because I'm, like, confused. So James C. Wu walks in real fast with coffee. Like, this dude's happy he got some Starbucks or something. I've never seen a dude <laughs> this happy. Like, like, shouldn't Darcy be the one marching in with coffee finally because – she was the one that asked for coffee two days ago, if I'm not mistaken. And then, of course, Monica's like trying to like see how the hell she can get back into Westview. I'm like, just go in the same way that you did before. Like, you did it basically already. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then like they were talking about how the kids went up to ten. They're like, holy Christmas, they'll be teenagers by the time Christmas comes around. And it's just like, like the point is, it, so now they're like sp- spying on these kids. And then we have, and then and then they're now trying to figure out like what can they do to like like get like try to like stop these kids. So so the first thing Captain Rambo does, she steals James' gun. Like no offense, but you're an FBI agent. Why are you letting this woman just grab your gun and shoot clothes? And then the, and then she shoots the clothes, and the bullets are like not even bullet like these bullet like these clothes are not even bulletproof, and. And then, so, so apparently, like, so apparently, these, so apparently, she couldn't have died in there anyway. And Wanda is like now trying to now alter reality. I don't know permanently, but you could call it the hex. So of course, Vision's at his job, and this job has now gotten even weirder. Like last time we saw it, I don't even, I don't even know what happened, like with this job or something. But now everything's different, so it's now in color, and Vision's like now trying to work a computer. And 
Norm is starting to act really weird. Like, he said, so you're telling me this is a typewriter, a roller decks, and a calendar all in one? What else can it do for me? Find me a wife? And then Vision said, eventually, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, said, I said, you insulted your company. Vision right predicted way. dating sites. <laughs> but he also insulted Norm at the same time, though. Because, so it's a, it, he said, it's a hell of a thing watching you work these computers, Vision. He said, he said, it's like you're speaking their language. He said, what do you think, Norm? Should we um, surf the internet? <laughs> he says, Calabunga, dude. I'm like, that's Bart Simpson, you idiots. Like, you're predicting stuff now 15 years too early now. So, of course, he said, oh, he said, hey, look, we got electronic mail already. And, and he said, it's called an email, Norm. He said, letter opener? He said, well, we don't need that. We already have cutting edge. So they open it up. And this comes from Darcy Lewis. The top secret sword said high levels of radiation presented at perimeter effect on Westview residents unknown. Please advise. And of course, Norm is reading this shit out loud, and then everyone starts reading the same thing out loud. And this is creepy because, like, now everyone's getting like all robotic. And this would freak me out too if I was Vision. So Vision's like, "What the hell is going on?" And then Vision just puts his um. He just puts his fingers on this dude, and then he and then of course Norm is like like so scared to death. He's like, "What's happening?" He said, "Why am I wearing these awful clothes?" He said, "Please help me." <laughs> he said, "What day is it? How long has it been?" He said, "He said, where's my phone? I have to call my sister." He said, "Norm." He said, "She's taking care of our dad. He's sick. Where is my phone?" He said, "Call yourself, Norm." He said, I can't understand what you're trying to tell me. He said, you have to stop her. Stop who? She said, my head. None of it is on my own. He said, it hurts so much. Like, I was like, this dude sounded like Paul Bearer with all the, like, with all the crying and moaning and shit. And then Vision got sick of him, so he just turned him back to just plain old Norm. And he's like, he said, now tell me this. If I sent an email, where would I put the stamp? <laughs> and then he had a fake audience laugh. I'm like, you idiots are not that funny. He said, technology. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? So, of course, they're feeding Sparky. They're telling Sparky to speak. And Sparky actually spins and everything for a dog that nearly just got electrocuted earlier. That's actually very, very impressive for Sparky. Um, and then Wanda talks about the kids and, say, and, and saying um, he's um, – because family is forever, you know, and – and and then of course they ask like do you have a brother mom she said I do, and then she gets like all quiet he said he's far far away from here and that makes me sad sometimes, and it's just like and, and then it gets like it, it kind of gets weird and then of course we go outside because there's like this big loud noise and they're able to actually get through the Westview and actually now start seeing stuff, and they get through and Monica has. A better drone. First of all, how much do you spend on these drones? These drones have to cost like fifty grand at least. And then, and then they said Maximoff located. And and then James is like, we can't see the drone. And then, and then uh, Darcy saying that just jumping scenes. So then they actually start speaking, like the drones start speaking to Wanda and stuff. And of course. They're getting mad as hell because, and I can't blame Wanda because here's the thing: here, they put missiles in the damn thing, and we're going to kill her and her kids. So of course, we have to always get a security breach, 
it's funny how they can automatically detect a security breach. And <laughs> literally, this woman, I, I can't blame her for wanting to be this mad. So, of course, she yeah. comes out. Mm-hmm. And she throws this fucking drone like a baseball. She said, is this yours? <laughs> She's like, like, I know you didn't try to fucking shoot me, did you? So, these motherfuckers have guns and shit lined up. And, like... Oh, oh and, and this is the funny part about about that. I mean, the soldiers, they're pretty much aiming at Wana. They pretty much have the green light scope. They exactly. were pretty much aiming at her titties. <laughs> exactly. They they aimed. You had all of the. They were all lined up because because I get. I guess they. I guess the true thing is like if you're gonna aim for someone, you should aim for their head because Thanos actually makes the great point. Because remember, um, Thor did stab Thanos in the chest, but it didn't work. Yeah. And that was the whole point of the Avengers. So it was funny to see this troll literally come in, and they and they're really and they're ready to shoot this woman. They're ready to shoot the hell out of her. And Captain Haywood said, "Oh, we're gonna shoot you." And then Wanda uses her powers, and they all start lining up right on Captain Haywood's forehead. And <laughs> Captain Haywood says, hold your fire, hold your fire. And they won't hold their damn fire because they're getting ready to shoot this motherfucker. <laughs> and, and then Wanda just goes right back into where she came from. And then that's when they gave up their guns. And Captain Haywood, I guess, and then this one, Captain Haywood said, you know what, I'm going to shoot this bitch. And then Captain Malcolm Rambo saying, you don't need to shoot her. And James and Darcy are scared to death, and I can't blame them because, no offense, you didn't pissed off the wrong woman. And Wanda did tell him. If you try this again, you're going to pay for this. And, of course, of course, the whole plot of this is people, they're going to pay for it in some kind of way. But no matter what happens, whether you're getting shot at in your chest or on your titties or you're going to get shot in your back or head, we have to have a commercial. So we yeah, have pretty much. So, yeah, Wanda pretty much basically turn heel. She's basically the villain in this. Exactly. And, of course... These kids spill juice on purpose. They do. It, it, these are the same kids that knocked over the soccer ball and everything. And this woman here is like disgusted with these um, lead brand paper towels, but she's going to use Legos. The husband spills beer, and then he's scared to death, and he's like, "Thank you." Like, and it's just like it's like, okay, we know you're doing bouncy. Just say bouncy because because no offense, you're Disney. They're not going to sue you. They're really not going to sue you for saying Bounty. I'm like, <laughs> like you guys, like you guys, like you guys. Are, and Bounty did come out at this time, if I'm not mistaken. I think they were like, the, and then of course, these kids asked the mailman, "Have you seen our dog?" He said, "You sure to turn up?" He said, "Your mom won't let him get far." And it's kind of actually weird now that this mailman's like hitting on the mom, or either, or this woman is like <laughs> control, or this woman is controlling the mailman. So now we know Wanda's controlling all these people in Westview, which is sad as hell. So then. They find the dog, but we didn't have to have a sad scene. Now I, I'm actually mad at I'm actually mad at Disney for this. You yeah. really had to show a dog dying for eating azaleas. <laughs> oh I'm man, like, from Bambi like, to Fox and the Hound, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Lion King, like yep. uh, Chronicles of Nardia. You know, like mm-hmm. we always have to always have to have an animal die. Like no offense, no offense to Peta. But why haven't you guys ever investigated Disney? Like, <laughs> you guys investigate everybody else, but you don't investigate Disney? Disney let a dog die and everything. I'm just like, <laughs> you people are sick. 
Oh, and, then, okay. and, then, and then these kids, literally, they don't even know what the hell of keeping a secret means because they're like, fix our dog, Mom. You can fix the dead. And then Agnes says, you can do that? Like, like, <laughs> like you idiots. Like, you idiots just spoiled your secrets. And then, and then of course, Vision shows up and Vision's like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> um... And then Vision, and then Vision was um, saying, and then of course Vision found out the dog died, and they want the dog brought back. The kids just want their dog back, but Wanda won't bring the dog back because she wants the kids to learn what death means and everything like that. And poor Vision, Vision looked like he had a hard day at work, despite the fact he doesn't even do anything. He's like the fastest one there. Yeah. So of course they're upset. Everyone is because like. The dog now officially, because they had to just bury a dog, and this is some sad shit, so of course they come in, and Vision's like, this is not what I expected my day to turn out to be. Um, and then Vision said, you know, Wanda, I saw Norm today. He's like, he creeped me out. And then he starts asking, and then he starts telling Wanda, he said, you can't fool me like you do these other people. He said, you can't control me like you do them. <laughs> and... He started, apparently Vision, I guess, lost his mind. I, I guess he lost his overloved mind or something like that because he starts, like, back-talking Wanda, yelling, and saying, like, we need to talk about this. And then and they say, he said, watch, what, watch TV, turn in for the night so that you can change everything over again. He He's all upset and everything like that. Aww. So, of course... Um, one just like saying, can't I fix it? And then they go to the ending credits. And then they start yelling on the ending credits. I've never seen a place like this here where they start <laughs> yelling at the ending credits for some reason. Never before. Never before have I ever. I- I've watched Home Improvement, I've watched Full House, I've watched all these places. And they start yelling and shit. And I'm like, what the hell is going on on this show? And then he's saying, Norm has a family, Wanda. You can't do this to them. And, and, then, and then, of course. The show ends in the biggest way possible because these two are about to kill each other, and then you hear the door knock, and like no one doesn't understand what's going on at this point, um, because Vision's like, because Vision's like asking Wanda, "What's outside of Westview? I want to know what's outside of Westview." And then Wanda opens the door because she's just done um, listening to Vision, and she opens the door, and it's her brother Pedro. And Darcy's literally like saying, she brought back her brother? <laughs> and this Pedro doesn't even look like a Pedro. He doesn't even sound like a Pedro. He's like, he's like, he's like, who do I got a hug to get a, a, a hug around here, mate? Like, this dude's talking all Australian and shit. I'm like, I'm like, you're supposed to be Slovenian. You're not supposed to be Australian. You're not supposed to be saying, Dingo ate my baby, mate. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Dude, this dude's not Slovakian. He is Australian as a motherfucker, and he's like, he's like, long ghost bro can't get a death from his uh, space and sister what? So, <laughs> uh, so of course he doesn't know who the fuck Vision is. So he's like, who's the tin can? This asshole who the fuck is a tin can? Uh, and that's how one division ends for the fifth episode. <laughs> I was like, I said, man, way to insult Vision, man. If I was Vision, I would have just kicked him out of my house immediately. But a great fifth episode, man. Um, I actually really, I actually really like this fifth episode. 
it, it, it's finally now starting to really tell the stories now. I mean, you didn't really get to see a lot of Darcy and these guys, but you did see that Wanda's now controlling Westview. You can see Vision is starting to get his brain back to where it's at. Of course, Vision does not know what's happened to him, so it's going to take Vision more longer to understand what's going on than anyone else will. But, Tavon, what did you think of this fifth episode? Um... Great episode. I mean, the story is really um, coming together. We figured out that, yeah, <laughs> this is all Wanda. She's basically the heel in this story. Exactly, and and now you and got, Quicksilver's and now, back. Exactly, yeah. You've got you got now Quicksilver back. You've got now 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 it's starting to now tell some more episodes. So of course, the sixth episode is an all new Halloween spectacular, which actually did air the week of Halloween week. So, so I'm actually looking forward to this episode. Of course, we're going to cover the sixth episode Saturday afternoon. Um, and of course, um, and that'll be the sixth episode that we cover. And then we'll cover Friday Night Smackdown and get into two NFL teams as well um, to preview their season and more. Of course, of course, this is the shortest episode that we've done in a very long time. So we're going to go ahead and go with our 200 moment of the night. The 200 moment of the night is sponsored by the brand new Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. Make sure to go check it out. Superstar LeBron James and his young son Dom get trapped in digital space by a rogue AI played by Don Cheadle to get home safely. LeBron teams up with Bugs Bunny, Daphne Duck, and the rest of the Looney Tunes game to prepare for a high-stakes basketball game against Don Cheadle's digital AI champions of the court. A powered-up roster called the Goon Squad. Um, we're going to go ahead and take it with our song Go Crazy featuring Jay-Z with Young Jeezy. Yeah, oh boy, this is the official Hustlers Anthem. You getting money? Throw it in the air. Yeah, super zack zack, still smell a blow on my clothes like Krispy Kreme. I was cooking the molds, like horseshoes. I was tossing the molds. Time to re up, gotta recycle the flow. I'm emotional. I love the block. Hey, I'm so emotional. I love my Glock. Chance rules everything around me. So what's realer? By the thriller, call me a ghost face killer. It's kind of hard to be drug free, but George Powell won't give a nigga. Life. All right, Tavon, two hundred moment of the night. It's all yours. Alright, so my 200 moment of the night goes to, um, yeah, my 200 moment of the night goes to, um, Trish Stratus. She basically posted her mom bod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, pretty man. much. Uh, I, I'm going to say my 200 moment of the night is, um, it's actually going to be, um, going back all the way to 2013 where CM Punk finally defeated Randy Orton on an episode oh, wow. of Monday Night Raw for the money in the bank because in 2013 it was actually supposed to be this it's actually 2013 is actually probably the most underrated money in the bank that I've ever seen because it had CM Punk it had Randy Orton the next week Bray Wyatt is going to appear and he's going to take Kane out of it RVD came back and of course the money in the bank ended with Randy and the, Randy Orton winning the Money in the Bank, but CM Punk beat Randy Orton on this episode um, to set up the Money in the Bank. Um, and this was actually – so I'm actually going back to that. Um, I figured I had to do a CM Punk one because because he did have the loss stricken um, from his UFC, remember, um, because now he's 0-1 with 
no contest. Like, so, um, but I thought, but I thought that was a good way. I mean, and make sure to check out the match. I mean, it's a good, it's actually a really good match. I actually, I've mm. actually liked the match and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, good match and everything like that. Um, but definitely the Money in the Bank, though, 2013 is definitely the most underrated one. But this is just my 200 moment of the night. Of course, we're going to go ahead and close this song. Uh, we're going to go ahead and close this night out with Where You're At. Um, future Drake will um, close this out um, for the show. I want to hear all that. I want to hear none of that. Talk to Thomas, what you need, all this shit. Fuck this shit. Where your ass was at, dog, with niggas one feet. Where your ass was at, dog, with bitches ten deep. Where your ass was at, dog, with niggas try to run off. Where your ass was at, dog, you made me put this gun out. Where your ass was at, dog, you went and switched sides. Where your ass was at, dog, with niggas spread lies. Where your ass was at, dog, I'm about to come slide. Where your ass was at, dog, and I was served out. Where your ass was at, dog, with niggas one feet. Where your ass was at, dog, with bitches ten deep. And that will be all for 200 tonight, episode 40. We'll be back episode 41 with um, Saturday. We'll review the sixth episode of WandaVision, Friday Night SmackDown, and preview Game 3 of the Bucks. Sons, Tavon, thank you for joining me on a shorter episode. We, we, hey, we, hey, we were doing three hours, and now we're finally back under the one hour and 30-minute threshold. I always used to go like – I always used to say this show was going to be under an hour and 30 minutes, and it never did now. And now we're finally <laughs> back into that mode now. So, uh, Savon, make sure you get yourself a good um, day off, and we'll, we'll regroup Saturday, man. Peace, man. Mm-hmm. Peace.